0: It's the August 29th edition of the PFF Betting Podcast. I'm joined once again by Eric Eager, bringing him back after, you know, Anthony Tresh brought the heat on college football yesterday. And, you know, honestly, college football went uh, pretty well from a green line perspective. Don't you think, Eric? I mean, we kind we kinda had Illinois, if you've listened to this podcast throughout the summer, we were on Illinois at plus eight and a half. That went down to basically six and a half all the way, um, you know, basically at kickoff. I think it was still at minus seven this morning. Um, I... Didn't think it was really a playable line for Illinois at plus seven, six and a half. I didn't mind leaning towards Nebraska, but, you know, that early eight and a half obviously gives you some confidence. But what did you think about, you know, the first week zero college football action that we had on tap here today, Eric?
1: Yeah, I mean, we had the UCLA under that that was also looked sharp because it was moving around a little bit. Illinois money line. Um, You're right, though. It was interesting, right? We were talking about this and maybe we'll talk about this also in the San Jose State game, when there's resistance, it's always like, okay, where is that resistance coming from, right? So with Illinois, it opened at eight and a half. We we got at eight and a half in like early July. It gets down to eight, seven and a half, seven. You'd see these six and a halves pop up and then they'd immediately go away. And this was happening for probably about the last week. And you and I were talking about this privately and thinking, okay, somebody's betting Somebody's laying it with uh, with with Nebraska, and you know, is it is it sharp at all to sort of think that way? I, our true number for that game was something like two or something like one, right. two. Right. We regress back to the market line pretty heavily in the case where we're off by that much, but directionally speaking, you know, still you know, in moving in the right direction, um, it's a really interesting thing because we have this this contrast where. You have this game on right now. Now we don't predict this with Green Line because it's an FCS school versus a FBS school. But I remember, you know, we talked about I laid, you know, heavily on San Jose State, minus 21, right. and that number got to minus 24 uh, as of you know Friday. It was it was minus twenty-eight at close. And there is no resi- there was no resistance there, right? Like there was just right. bets all all day on San Jose State, and like no one, you know, providing that counter to sort of get that number settled into place. And it closes a a full touchdown without even really much in the way of a quarterback change. And, you know, again, they're up 35 seven in the second quarter right now. It looks like we got the best of it. I don't actually really care. Like who wins. (laughs) like if you get seven points of line value on, on a a game, like you don't even care who wins at that point, you you made a good bet. Um, But, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting contrast where, In the Illinois game, you you know, if you had eight and a half, you certainly had the best of it, but it wasn't like unequivocal, right? Like there were folks that were, were betting Nebraska once it got to the right number for them.
0: Right, definitely. And I mean, like, and this is, you know, we talk about this a lot, but like the value in those line movements and things like that, right? And like how often we see games end in, you know, 22 or 23 points differential or something like that we just don't see that very often even at the college football level um but when you move from like eight and a half down to six and a half two-point line movement but the value on those numbers is just huge eight seven and getting down even to six and a half so i do think you know there's definitely a valid discussion on it we were we were in early on the right side on both teams right but i think from our perspective there was a difference in the line movement and how it was occurring and how we were actually approaching it later on right because we liked We liked illinois quite a bit at eight and a half but once it got down to seven seven and a half and even you know some rogue six and a half and stuff like that like you said it did seem like there were players in the market that were buying up that six and a half point number really quickly early in the week things like that happened but by the end by today, by kickoff, it was basically at six and a half at a number of different books. Right. So I think, you know, even those people kind of got overpowered at the end um, and, you know, the tide for Illinois kind of continued to carry on. Whereas like with San Jose State, we kind of got more of a rogue minus 21 because I do think there were other spots in the market where it was already 22 and a half, 23. And, and
1: that then is why I bet it so heavily, because I right. figured, you know, it was probably you were going to get the best of it at 21 uh, right. where, where it went. But you're absolutely right. I mean that 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 is one of the reasons we've laid it so heavily, right?
0: And like and like the and like the value of that, right? So we saw, you know, a move to 22 and a half, 23. Those numbers don't matter from, you know, from an actual, you know, from how often that game is going to land on 22 or 23, but it does signal the direction of the market, right? And I think that's kind of what we were able to front run by finding finding the Rogue 21, and then there just wasn't any resistance, right? Like 24, kind of a key number, you know, that 24, 24 and a half, a little bit of a key number, but once it got through that as well, there was basically no stopping it until it got up to 28. So I do think, um, you know, without a quarterback injury situation and other things, you don't see that line movement, especially at the NFL level and, you know, in the bigger, bigger college conferences you don't really see that kind of you know line movement either outside of a quarterback injury type situation so i think you know understanding um you know what numbers matter and then the direction that the market is seems to be pushing those numbers i think is like a key skill set that people can develop uh just by monitoring markets you don't even really have to you know have a ton of ton of skin in the game at that point in time but you're kind of like evaluating it on a, you know, a daily basis and stuff like that to kind of understand how the market even moves. Cause it does have, you know, a lot of signal in the direction that it's actually gonna go. So I think, you know, take from that takeaway, I do think moving on, you know, from week zero in college football into week one, we're gonna see that some more in the early part of the season, but I do think it is definitely a valuable skill set for people who want to take betting somewhat seriously, uh, to kind of try and understand as quickly as possible. So we'll see. But I think but I think it was, you know, good from that perspective it was good week zero uh san jose state does seem like a a lock i think you know we we did like ucla six
1: by southern utah here to cut it oh got the lead 221 uh and and uh the last game that we do have on green line which is currently going on is uh utep and utep does appear to be blowing out new mexico state but the under is still play there which is something that we had at the very end of the whole process. So we'll see how those games turn out Uh, in, in in any event, a a decent week so far. Um, But yeah. And and a fun one as well as we, as we move into Sunday here, uh, we get our first uh, NBC Sunday night football uh, telecast of the, of the season.
0: Yep, definitely. I kind of I kind of like the Falcons in that, you know, plus six against the Browns uh, on Sunday night football. I do think there are a few decent spots from NFL preseason. We did have some injury news and situations kind of happen today. Gardner Minshew was traded to the Eagles. J.K. Dobbins uh, still haven't heard the severity of his injury. I do think they're going to have an MRI in his leg uh, August 29th, basically the day that you're going to be listening to this podcast. So we should have more information at that point in time. But do you see, you know, any anything that is causing you know any your outlook on either of those teams to change based on that injury information i know you know gardner Minshew. um it might signal something with regards to jalen hurts are you reading into that at all eric or are you kind of just like evaluating it as they thought they needed to upgrade from joe flack who has the backup quarterback position
1: I, I don't know i mean i don't really know what the eagles are doing right now it's clear that they didn't have a great uh scout on, on justin fields Um, because, you know, they traded up were They weren't opposed to trading up for Andre Daly. They weren't opposed to trading up for, uh, for Devontae Smith. So they weren't going to be opposed, obviously, to trading up, uh, for, uh, Justin Fields. But, but clearly they didn't want him enough to trade up for him. And they didn't, you know, think that the, the opportunity cost of not having Justin Fields was all that much. Um, the Minshew acquisition, I don't, it, it does probably signal like, look, Jalen Hurts might not be it, um, and if Jalen Hurts is not it, you don't want to spend half the year developing Joe Flacco because he's already developed. <laughs> right. and, and Nick Mullins certainly was somebody who I think came into the building with a lot of promise um, because of you know how efficient he could have been. He could have been at times for San Francisco, but I think a lot of people sort of find out or found out here that you know, his ability as a quarterback in that San Francisco offense was very tailored to that offense. And, and once he left, it, it was nowhere near as, as cushy of a, of a spot for him. So I think that that's where sort of they're at there. Um, the Dobbins injury – so, okay, for here's a question, Ben. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are anywhere – like does this help curb against the under, let's say, at six, six-and-a-half wins for them? Or are you still – Uh, on a mega fade for them
0: yeah Yeah, i mean i think i'm still on a mega fade for them at this point in time i do like jalen hurts you know obviously he was the guy that we were high on some of our you know text analytics and those sorts of things when he came out in that draft class we really liked him um thought you know he showed decently well but i do i do agree with you i don't really know what the eagles are doing at this point in time anytime that i don't fully understand or buy into a team, um, my only approach to that is fading them, right? So I might be cautious in that regard. I don't really think I would pile on anything on the, like, under six and a half with those sorts of situations. But I would be um, definitely kind of targeting them early in the season um, against them kind of to, you know, not perform up to what their spread expectation is for some of these early week games. So I think I, think I would probably still... Uh, lay off their futures bets but I'm probably looking at some of their week one week two lines that I think uh, you know could be a little bit overstated for how good they're going to be at this point in time but we'll see I do I do like Devontae Smith I do like Jalen Hurts as well so I'm just not quite sure um, how to reconcile the current standing of the Philadelphia Eagles at this point their moves continue to um, cause confusion from my perspective so I'm not sure um, how to even you know reconcile that at this point so we'll see but i think it's interesting the jk dobbins thing obviously it's unfortunate not sure the severity at this point in time if you do have you know some gus edwards props maybe there's some you know some really really poor books out there with jk dobbins props still obviously you can target those but i'm not sure what else is really um a takeaway from that ravens backfield at this point in time i do think gus edwards is going to be the guy we'll see who takes down some of the third down work is there anything you are kind of taking away from that injury at this point in time eric
1: yeah, I mean, th- this is crappy, but this is part of, you know, the book. The book doesn't have an obligation, you know. You have an obligation to the book if you lose and, and bet uh, with a, a faulty model or, or a bad number. Uh, you know, there were there were uh, sort of some some J.K. Dobbins uh, props still up well into the news cycle. So, um, you know, don't uh, you know, don't don't waste any time if if they're still there, sort of offshore. Uh, uh go ahead and take them um but yeah i mean you know edwards interestingly has rushed somewhere between i think what 710 and 721 yards in each of his first three years yeah his yeah. prop was 600 and a half at time to- at one point early
0: uh, yeah but that was early in this in the summer basically yeah July, and now frame, obviously basically.
1: you know you can imagine it somewhere near 900 yards maybe a thousand yards yeah. depending upon you know sort of what they believe about him you know maybe they they don't seem like the type of franchise that's sort of like going to go out there and trade for a running back but maybe they try to pick one up that is that is you know falling out of favor with the team or something um but yeah so that that's that's kind of you know with that offense it might have an effect i do know that you know my contacts in the league sort of told me that he looks really good this year and so it was kind of a a really bad beat for him but um but yeah i don't know if it affects the ravens number all that significantly broadly right
0: yeah and i agree i do think that is the correct takeaway everything nail on the head at this point in time eric so let's switch gears a little bit we got nfl preseason coming up today we got five games we also have some canadian football as well which you have uh, been greatly enjoying at this point in time calgary Stampeders, winnipeg blue Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers are five and a half point favorites at this point. Total 44. I know you got one play for us on this game before we go to the NFL preseason. What are you feeling about this Canadian Football League game tonight?
1: Yeah. Where are you seeing five and a half? Is that at DraftKings? That's or? A, our,
0: our friend's DraftKings sports book, man.
1: There is a one and a half point scalp then because I see a pinnacle where I'm betting offshore. I like Calgary getting seven, I like them getting plus okay. three and a half. Um, Five and a half makes more sense. I make the game three. Um, So, so yeah, I I would take Calgary and the points here. Um, I think Calgary has struggled, um, but in the same way that Hamilton struggled coming out of the gate where they were supposed to be kind of decent. And, and, you know, when we, we laid the points of Hamilton uh, Friday night, um, you know, it worked out because, you know, eventually that team comes into form and priors matter. Uh, I think the same thing here for Calgary. I'm going to take the points uh, on on Sunday night. Fantasy
0: football draft season is here, and we are offering 30% off any PFF subscription to all first-time subscribers with promo code KICKOFF30. For just $7, get access to PFF's fantasy football draft guide, player rankings and projections, all of PFF's locked article content, cheat sheets for your fantasy draft, and so much more. Again, that's promo code kickoff 30 For 30% off any PFF subscription. Get access to all of PFF's fancy tools for just $7. The NFL is back in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving all new players a can't miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when he plays a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code PFF to get you free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yep, definitely. You got to do some line shopping. I do agree with you. Plus seven, Calgary. Definitely a play. DraftKings has them at five and a half. Probably avoid um, betting them on that book, but I do think there are some other, you know, legal sports books that are definitely going to have Calgary at a higher price. So I would buy into that a little bit. We got five preseason games. We got Jacksonville, three and a half, four point favorites on the road against Dallas, 36 and a half point total. Basically, all totals at this point in time on DraftKings Sportsbook between 35 and a half and 36 and a half. So the books are not really. um pricing these totals really differently at this point in time I think they expect to see a lot of third string options a lot of guys looking to make that roster spot for the majority of the snaps should see some lower totals as well but the games today actually had quite a bit of scoring games on Friday had quite a bit of scoring as well so um, I'm not overly confident in just blindly betting the unders at this point in time especially on Sunday I do like a couple spots so I kind of like Mentioned it earlier. Falcons plus six earlier. That's down to five and a half on our friend DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh and then the Jaguars at three and a half on the road against Dallas. Uh, those are two spots that I'm kind of picking out at this point in time. I also have my uh a, a leg of the Miami Dolphins teased up to seven and a half. Um, I took that um this I took that today basically, um, as well as that second leg I already had. So I do kind of like those three spots. Are you liking anything on this NFL preseason action Eric?
1: Yeah, I mean the Jaguars. It just came out that McCarthy was going to sit a bunch of people. I think there are some places where you're, if you want it with the Jaguars, you're going to have to lay like four four and a half, so you can get three and a half. Obviously preferable. Um, but yeah, th- this is one of those. I know you tweeted this out about the Ravens. The news is going to come in faster than the lines are going to change, and this is mm-hmm. and this is the last week of NFL football, the last day of NFL football, uh, where that's true. Um, will be today, Sunday, the 29th. So. Um, that, that's one to think about, obviously think about teasers unders. I mean, you're looking at things in the mid thirties at this point, uh, you might want to think about a half where you have a particular angle. Um, you know, for example, I just bet chargers Seahawks under 16 second half. Um, it does look like, you know, you know, it it does look like things are going to slow down a little bit here with Sean Mannion going up against Ethan stick. We'll see. Um, but you know, maybe if you're not quite sure, you don't have great information about, The starting quarterbacks or the starters for these teams go ahead and wait till the second half where there's more clarity right
0: definitely i do think you know the second half unders have kind of been our bread and butter this nfl preseason i think that's going to continue for this next you know one last day basically so you got to take advantage it does require you to obviously be aware of who's played already, who who is probably going to be playing in that second half, who's going to be starting those sorts of situations. But I do think a lot of those are going to be profitable if you're betting under in the second half. I would not go full game. Kind of like Eric said, we have seen some teams play some starters for you know a significant stretch in the third preseason week. Probably didn't expect it that as much as, you know, we actually saw. But then other teams, again, like the Washington football team today, basically pulled all of their starters. So I do think if we get that information again, uh, Eric, or I, Eric or I or I will be sure to tweet that out. I do think the Cowboys are going to be a likely candidate. I also think the Browns might be as well. So we could see a little bit of movement on that one. Uh, but you're right. The books have been like absolutely not on the ball as far as like changing these lines. Um, really at all at that point in time. I saw when I tweeted out that Ravens three and a half, I was tweeting it out from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and, you know, there was other places like Bet Rivers had it at two and a half still. There were some threes out there as well throughout the market. So do some line shopping, be on top of the news. You're definitely going to be able to find some uh, pretty easy spots on this last Sunday football slate of preseason action. I do think it's been, you know, quite enjoyable for us. We'll see how we do in the regular season. But I have some confidence in our PFF green line. Player props are obviously going to be a thing in the regular season as well. Um, So there's a lot of opportunities. Make sure you're checking out PFF.com. Get that Edge or Elite subscription. Kickoff 30. It's going to be expiring here really soon. This this is going to be your last opportunity probably to lock in a lower price. I'm sure it's going to be paid off in the season with all these bets that we're going to have available. Fantasy football, all the other options. So make sure you get that subscription as soon as you can. From Ben Brown, joined by Eric Giger. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.